is up, you sexy wee middens. It is day. <laughs> Back from metal epidemic. Um. <laughs> well, the internet reaches straight for the closed captions to find out what they've just said. <laughs> Those in Scotland know, but are perplexed. <laughs> Yeah, um, we are back for another album review, and uh, for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Danish industrial metalcore quintet Interbeing. The band's new album, Icon of the Hopeless, is released on November 18th via Prime Collective. So, the Interbeing established a name for themselves on the industrial metal scene back in 2011, mm-hmm. with the award-winning and highly acclaimed debut album, Edge of the Obscure followed by their sophomore album Among the Amorphous in 2017. Um, after touring Europe and Japan with acts such as 12 Foot Ninja, Parkway Drive, Meshuga, and playing shows at festivals such as Copenhagen, Hoku, Music Week, SXSW and Euroblast, the band began to focus on finishing their upcoming album. Icon of the Hopeless unveils the great conclusion to the conceptual story of a being that struggles with its creators in a dystopian parallel world, a story which listeners have followed since the debut album in 2011. Um, Our souls are quite invested in the creation of this dystopian monster, and we are really proud of the result. Icon of the Hopeless is a thematic and liberating conclusion of our two previous albums. It is definitely more aggressive, the concept is completed, and the expression and the melodies are some of our best works so far. Vocalist Dara Corcoran explains. Uh, Dara further explains the lyrical aspect is a direct continuation of the two previous albums with our main character, the interbeing, in the centre of our songs. Betrayed and abandoned by his creators, the interbeing wakes up in the wake of his despair. His purpose seems to be lost, but he finds a new goal by gathering his equally outcasted creatures to destroy their malicious creators. The extermination of their creators produces a new future for the interbeing and his rebellious followers as he transforms into the icon of the hopeless. Uh, The third full-length album has been mixed and mastered by producer Jakob Hansen, who has worked with Amaranth, uh, Aborted, Volbeat, etc, etc. Okay, Duncan. Um, Okay, dude. (laughs) remember, Remember when cyber metal was a thing? Remember that? Well, see, you see, remember when cyber metal was the thing? Yeah, to think of it as never going away. Do you? I feel like I feel like there there's there's not that many representatives of that style at the kind of like the forefront anymore. Like, I'm sure there's still bands out there doing. Well, I think it, but... that's I think that's the thing. It's I think it's it's Haiti mm. has gone. Yeah, but the genre still exists. Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's, out there, and, and I, like, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing. It's all very post Matrix, right? The Matrix yeah. came out, and then it was like fucking pop pill Neo, uh, <laughs> and then like a lot of bands started doing that cyber shit. Um, and I'm not talking about bands that are. There's a distinct difference between the bands that are influenced from like a say Fear Factory, for example, mm. um, in terms of music. And those that are influenced by Fear Factory uh, from a concept point of view, yeah. right? And those are yeah. two different things. If you're using Fear Factory as the genesis point of that, you're like almost like ground <laughs> zero. Yeah, uh, uh, I see what I did. Uh, like, but like musically, you get all those bands that become far more technical and triple picky. 
and the other ones that take all the kind of cyber sims that we would call those that futuristic stuff and then harness that into the metal sim. So you get this divergence. Mm. Um, and I think the one that has proved more f- fruitful longer term is probably the sim stylings of a fear factory as yeah. opposed to the cyber stylings because that will always be a fad yeah um, it will always be a thing that people are interested in for a while and then mm. kind of lose out and then you get a small gap and then a band comes back with cool samples and stuff and everyone's like oh holy fucking shit this sounds fresh <laughs> um, and then I listen to it and then it kind of ebbs ebbs and flows it's a long ebbs way saying Dave that has peaks and troughs <laughs> ebbs and flows yeah um, yeah, I think this was, this was a bit of a no-brainer, to be honest. Um, Edge of the, the Obscure was... Um, that was my jam back in the day, Duncan. Like, Loved I it. played that album to death. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, didn't, didn't re- <laughs> didn't re- <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> you getting slapped in the face with a memory there. Oh. <laughs> 2011? No. Holy I shit. know. I'll say it this way. Have the interbeing not just proved my point about you put out an album, you know, anything for a wee while, yeah. then you come back when it sounds fresh and funky, yeah, go away for a wee while, then you come back and it sounds fresh and funky, yeah. Well, it looks like there's what like five, six years between albums for this band, um, which it's just kind of like mind blowing. They've only had three albums out in the last yeah. like 11 years, um. So yeah, I, I didn't even really know much about this to be honest. Like I hadn't listened to any singles or nothing like that. I just um, heard a bit of news about it uh, through email from the the PR from the the label, and then we got the album, and I was like, "All oh, right, okay, let's just do this." Like I've already got an interest in this band, so definitely keen to to check it out. Um, I think like this this still sounds like an interbeing. Like <laughs> still sounds like twenty eleven. Is what you're saying? <laughs> a, little, a little bit. <laughs> it's not um, a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a criticism at all. So yeah, there's think... a there's a, a there's a comfort that comes in from pressing play on something that yeah. you remember the sound of, and it's still sounding that way. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've definitely got a sound, and you can tell it's still them. Um, and I, like I know this is going to sound cliche, but they do sound more mature on this album and i know that's an obvious thing yeah um but like even from like from the the main like the first track uh perplexion um i noticed like a slightly slightly darker kind of vibe um Mm -hmm. and it felt a little bit more a little bit more refined um that the electronics are obviously still there they're still a big part of their sound but they weren't nearly as like upfront as i was as expecting or they have been on previous albums um, the, the kind of synth sounds and the electronics are a bit more balanced um, and blended, I suppose, with uh, with the music on this one. And I think, like on occasion, they're um, they're kind of like the cyber kind of side. Um, I mean, it, it has the the kind of tendency sometimes to feel like a bit like an add-on, like instead of it being um, kind of rooted in their in their sound. A gimmick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I feel like on this album, it felt quite tasteful like it didn't feel like it was like ah listen to synths here's all the (laughs) electronics it's like it didn't um, feel like that since in cyber metal can be utilized sarcastically in the same way that turntables can be used in (laughs) new metal yeah yeah you you listen and you're like that i don't think that what is that guy actually doing (laughs) out with like a little bit of scratching at the start and a little bit in the interlude yeah nothing so yeah. why is he in the band? Mm. Like, um, and Cyber Metal could be the same way. It's like, you know, like, 
you'd hold one synth note all the way through the verse yeah. and then yeah. one through the chorus and a sample at the start and you're a cyberman <laughs> um, and yeah I, I like I like and I just want to stress, this is usually the sort of stuff that I listen to. <laughs> I still listen to a lot of this shit. Yeah. But I think that's, I'm so close to it, Dave. Yeah, I know. That I know. Um, <laughs> it can sometimes get like, you can sometimes be a bit cringed uh, yeah. when you're like, oh no, what's it doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I felt like with this album, it was the, the electronics and the synths were, were there for a purpose. Yeah. Like they were there to, to lift a chorus or add a layer of atmosphere to, to the verse. Um, it felt way more controlled, um, and I think that I think that could also be said for the the rest of the album. I think mm-hmm. they've nailed the kind of balance um, on this brilliantly. I think it's got a great ratio of those kind of big, like sonic kind of groove riffs, um, but also has a really good helping of those uh, epic choruses. Um, and again, like they've been doing this for for over what 10, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. So it's not like the most original thing you've ever heard. Um, you, but you can't take the fact away that the this is well written and it's well delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an album that will keep you. It kept my head bobbing like, <laughs> and like right through the album, I, I sat like this, going like, "Yep, right through every track." Um, and once you've like you spun it two or three times, like there's definitely a few choruses in there. You're like in your head and you're mm-hmm. kind of singing along as as it comes around again. Um, they use a lot of like similar formulas. Like they've they've obviously got a, a kind of a technique and a way of, of writing their songs. Um, so it, it maybe has a little bit. There's a couple of moments where it feels a little bit recurrent at times. Like, um, but the album's only 35 minutes, so yeah, those... it's 35 minutes. If you take the first track and the last track off, yeah, um, the album's like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So it's just like True. over 30 minutes. You spin the fuck out of this. Yeah. Like there, ain't, there ain't no fat on this album at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the kind of those kind of moments that felt a little bit repetitive. They're, they're not. They don't feel too arduous to get through at all. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think they've done actually a really good job of keeping the the tone of the album in line with the previous releases as well. Um, they've they've clearly got different um, productions between them. Um, you can hear um, there's. Uh, kind of central kind of theme that's kind of tying them all together. Um, I would say this this release probably has bigger moments. Um, a few of those riffs are, you know, really get that like uh, like the stank face of approval. Um, <laughs> there's that. Uh, um, what was the track? Synthetic Bloodline, I think it was called. It's probably yeah. probably my favourite track on it. Um, it's, there's some killer like breakdowns and grooves on it, um, and it's one of those tracks that. They actually do let the electronics and synths take more of a kind of a little bit of a more a step into the spotlight. Um, mm-hmm. They're not quite as kind of subtle on that track, um, and they, they were a wee bit they were a wee bit um, reminiscent of like the Browning a little bit. There's a little bit kind of trancy almost, <laughs> like, um, and just in the kind of synth sounds that they used. Um, and again, similar with um, uh, Depressor. Um, oh, it, Depressor is like so <laughs> fucking clever. And, like, yeah. like that riff comes in and there's gaps, but you hear it like you hear. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's cool. But then when it loops to play the second time, the gaps are filled by cool synth. And yes. I was like, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> that's the, how yeah. you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah, when they bring it back around, like it's the, yeah. the track itself has got a. It's, it's like obviously like a bit of kind of like almost nemic in there, a little bit of fear factory, that kind mm-hmm. of tightness in the riffs, a um, lot, lot of atmosphere and layers, and they they do a, a clever a clever trick with um, with the guitars where they play a kind of really kind of heavy groove riff. Um, on the same kind of chord, same note for the entire song, 
and then towards the end they give you the same riff but they drop it down the fretboard yeah. and it's like way heavier and like oh the impact is like wow it works perfectly it's really really well done um yeah i, I found a lot to enjoy like if you, if you like this band if you like their sound then i'm pretty sure you're going to dig this mm-hmm. um the only thing that i'm i'm slightly questioning that i'm kind of on the fence about um and it's maybe a non-issue possibly but um the production on this right and i love the stuff that that jacob's done in the past um it's this very heavy it's very modern uh, very slick sound and everything sounds perfect which which suits the, the band sound all right they're a very kind of machine-like sounding mm-hmm. band um i don't i just get the the feeling that it, it kind of lacks a little bit of personality like it's the, the production sounds like it could have been used on a number of other albums within mm-hmm. this genre if you know what i mean it sounds good um it, it just doesn't sound that distinctive if you know what i mean but it, it's hard because it kind of suits the sound and the genre that it's in. Part, it's part and parcel of the, the genre. You aren't wrong. Yeah. You aren't wrong. Um, I think, especially in today's world, in 2022, where mm. like a lot of what they were doing, even a decade ago, would have been a lot more arduous to piece together and do. Um, nowadays it's you know it's not that difficult Um, here I mean you can you you don't even need to be able to play a synthesizer anymore Dave (laughs) this is this is the thing that makes me upset and keeps me awake at night Um, but you don't like you can download like pre-made fucking cyber sound patches and plug Mm. them into your your logic and then before you know it you're rocking out as a cyber metal band so um so yeah, I, I kind of I get what you're saying. Mm. I, it's it's not an issue for me because right. it it totally fits the sound. It I think does. if it was one of those ones where I was listening, I was like, it's an odd choice of production for a band that sounds mm. like this. It perfectly fits them. Yeah, you, you're right though. You could take this and superimpose it over, you know, almost superimpose this over a new reformed Nemec album yep. or a new raunchy album mm. or you know, like, and it would. It would fit fine. It would suit that, you know, it would suit fine. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. To be honest, like, Deathcore's the same. You could probably do the same with Deathcore, so I'm probably just talking a lot <laughs> of shit. There are certain people honest. that do that, Dave. I yeah. don't know their names. I've forgotten them already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but still, overall, I, I still enjoyed this one. I think there's a lot to like on this. Um, I don't know where I'd put it in the... Uh, in their in their catalogue in, in order. I think I still like that first album. I mm. think Edge of the Obscure is still my favourite. Um, but I think this one sounds more polished and probably more complete um, overall. Um, what about yourself? What did you think? I think you're right on that end statement there. Their edginess has kind of gone a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's been replaced by a, and I'll use the word as well, mature. Uh, because it, <laughs> sure. it, 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 I, I think the songwriting's more mature. Mm. I think there's an understanding that you don't have to throw everything and the kitchen sink at a song. Yeah. Like you can choose your moments and sometimes those moments have more of an impact when they're placed in the right place and not overdone. And this yeah. is an album which is surprisingly subtle in parts, mm. even though it is wall to wall, like big stomp and banger from track to track. Mm. Um I think as well the there's a focus on the those melodic sections as well. And are really interested, like they feel anthemic, yeah. uh, which I, I I like about it as well. Mm. I know their earlier stuff had that but to me once again it felt like all the stuff around it was leading more in service of those anthemic moments which that's your 
that's good songwriting. Mm. Um, I don't think the electronics are overused at all on the album. I actually think they're used surprisingly well. There's a couple of tracks you could have done more if they wanted, but that's mm. a personal choice for me. That was in there and it worked really, really well. I think there's a lot of clever tricks with them that when I was listening to certain sections, I was like, you know, that's... I always come back to what would I have done if I had been in the band with mm. a synthesizer and you usually predict a lot in the same way that you know like when listening to a metalcore album you can usually predict when we're going to have a little bit of attack snare and things are going to pick up um, and this one I can usually predict where it's coming and I usually can predict roughly what you're going to get and then he would throw something which was not completely obscure, but they would do it in a way which felt like it was coming from a fresh angle. And I kept getting that in different songs. It wasn't conventionally used. Mm. Um, in choruses, for example, it's not there just to lift the chorus up. They would be putting other things in yeah. uh, in service or, or, or holding back. Um, I think when this album wants to be heavy, they do have another gear. Uh, yeah. Depressor is a great example of that. It, it feels at times like they're almost holding back on that. Mm. and once again that might be in service of the concept of the album it also might be that if we had more of that Depressor isn't as heavy a track <laughs> I don't know maybe they, only, maybe they want to keep those moments as special moments I think once again that shows mature songwriting it's very 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 quick very well produced um, it did and you kind of stole the wind from my sails at the <laughs> beginning when you were talking about cyber metal there is a part of me that feels not nostalgic, but does kind of feel like we have moved on a bit mm-hmm. since then. But the fact that this is Dinter Bean's third album, I think you get a pass on that. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if every second year we were getting an album that sounded like this from them. Yeah. You mentioned The Browning. That's a band whose gimmick to me kind of ran out yeah. pretty quick. Mm. Um so there is a part of bands, whether you like them or load them, like Fear Factory, for example, have longevity because they kind of change the core components there, but the way they approach it, mm. the ferocity or the more melody on albums to albums changes. That ratio is never the same. Yeah. Um, and it being, if this is the conclusion to a three-story arc or a three-album arc, there is something that feels like the third act of a film that this is grander, this is mm. bigger, and it does culminate. Like, yeah. at the end of this, there is a sense of finality, mm-hmm. which captured that. So from even from a cinematic point of view, which is where the concept sounds like it's going, I think they've captured that well yeah. as well. I suppose the the metric it's held up to is the similar metric that you questioned at the end there, is, is this the best interbeing album? I mm-hmm. think it's the best written one. It's not my favourite. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think uh, like part of me loves the fact that certain musical genres will not fucking die, <laughs> and cyber metal will never fucking die. Yeah. And I I love it when it makes a little a little appearance every now and again. The same way that I get giddy whenever I hear a new metal riff mm. in any band ever. Something like that. That's here forever. Yeah. You tried to kill it, you just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, so, um, ratings for the interbeing icon of the hopeless. Um, tough one to score for me um, because I agree with you. I think this is probably the best written album. It probably sounds the most complete, um, but it's probably still not my favourite album. I think there is a kind of raw edge to that debut that's just a little bit more alluring than this is. Um, 
And in 2022, am I still like as pumped about cyber metal? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think still very enjoyable. Um, I think if you if you've been like part of the journey of this band, if you listen to their albums back in the day, then I definitely check this out. Um, there is there is a kind of a streak of nostalgia about it. Um, I think I'm going to go 3.5 on this one. What about yourself? Oh, we are syncing up like motherfuckers oh, tonight. Yeah, this is a 3.5. Oh. I've had so much fun with this. I think, yeah. it's, once again, it's difficult not to... Even if you're listening to it sarcastically and ironically, I still think the the grooves are there. You headbang along with it. You can sing the choruses. It's well yeah. done, well put together. Um, it's not my favourite thing they've done. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interesting to hear now that they have completed their 11 year three album story arc here what the next one sounds like. Yeah, I I like the I would like to see an album for be a bit more daring, mm. even though I've praised their maturity. Like there's a <laughs> there's a there's a way to be a bit more experimental, push mm-hmm. things out a bit more, but still approach it from a much more mature um, songwriting point of view, which I think they they have in them. It's just great. Listen, it's great to see these guys back doing what they're doing, Mm. and if you're a fan of the band, you're going to fucking love this album. Uh, But yeah, three three and a half, I think, is uh, where I'm leaning, Dave. It's what what my conscience and my heart tells me to go. Yeah, same. Uh, so the interbeing Icon of the Hopeless drops on November 18th on Prime Collective. Uh, links below to the band. Um, any pre-orders, all that stuff, I'll stick in there. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Stick some comments in. That is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.